And God saw everything that he had made. And behold, it was very good. Dan. I'm Shoshana or Shush, and today we have Derek McClure. Yay! Yeah, Derek. Good morning, Woo-hoo. or good afternoon, or good night. Depends on where you are. Yeah, it depends on when you're listening to this, I guess. That's right. Derek, you are the creative director slash worship coordinator slash worship pastor. Yep. For Hope Central Church in South Australia, aren't you? That's correct. Yeah. Well, welcome. Thank you very I just much. That's kind of your introduction. <laughs> that's your title, right? Like- yeah, yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, that's what I, I do. I look after uh, and uh, coach, culture coach, the uh, campus pastors. We have three campuses, uh, four congregations. One's a special needs campus uh, congregation. And, uh, yeah, I oversee the music, uh, really invest into the, the musicians and the people in charge to uh, bring out a culture of, of who and why. We do stuff, mm. that kind of thing. Amazing. Love it. I love That's that. That's so cool. You, so on, we're going to go into that a bit more yeah. in a bit. But yeah. uh, before we do. Yeah. You go, shush. Here we go. So we've got to start off. We've got five questions for you. Fast five. Just give us your first answer that comes to mind straight away. All right. So I'm going to jump off. What's your favorite emoji? Uh, the one crying from laughter. Good Ooh, one. Nice. Good one. Good one. Nice. Nice. Movies or books? Books. Uh, what's your coffee order? Oh, goodness. Uh, an espresso with a latte chaser. That's actually how I order oh. it. So uh, they give me the espresso, and as soon as they see me finish it, they bring out the latte. That's nice. Fancy. Yeah, yeah. That's a, do, you, do you have – this isn't part of the Fast Five, but do you have a spot that you go to that they know oh, that? Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's a couple of places in town. Uh, there's Larry and Lad, and there's also the Coffee Exchange – uh, and Coffee Baron as well, but generally I, I do um, mm. I do V60s or, or something at the Baron. Oh, look out. Ooh. All right. So another Fast Five question that isn't the fastest five that we've ever had, <laughs> but we'll get there. Picture this, driving home, late yeah. night prayer meeting, late yeah. night meeting of some sort. Yeah. Maccas or KFC on the way home? Uh, no, no. No. Neither. Drive no. past them. <gasps> yeah, I would not stop. Straight past. I don't eat past eight o'clock. So wow. as soon as it's eight PM, I don't I don't have any anything to eat at all. Just water. Wow, oh, I respect. I respect. Controversial. That. Yeah. <laughs> I, Sorry. I respect it. <laughs> if you could only do one art form for the rest of your life, what would you do? Um, no, that changes. It changes too much. Uh, <laughs> so at the moment, I'm doing drawing, but I work with photos and I do music as well. So uh, you got to pick one, Derek. Oh, at the moment, I'm into drawing, so I'll be doing the drawing. Great. Drawing. Yeah. Drawing. I respect that. Nice. Well, well done. Fast five over. You Thank made you. it. Boom. You Thank made you. It. You made it through. <laughs> the pressure's off. Hey, let's go back in some respect. Can you give us a bit of an origin story of yourself? A quick origin story. Yeah. Of, I guess, why you're where you are now. Like, you mentioned your role. Yeah. Uh, this is kind of like a twofer, right? So how did you get to that position, I guess? Yeah. Maybe a bit of a musical background because it seems like uh, music played an important role in that. 
but also how like why are you sitting with people from the Salvation Army as well? Can can you give us like a roundup of that in like five minutes? Do you think? All right, real quick. <laughs> um, I started studying art. So I've got a visual art degree and while I was doing that, I thought it'd be a really cool idea to do music straight afterwards and then drama as well. Drama was actually my main subject. It was actually my passion. Uh, But I fell into art because it was easy. And then um, while I was at uni, I met my wife-to-be. We got married the day after I finished uni. Uh, And so I thought, okay, cool, bang, I'll do some art teaching. So I did that for a little bit and then went into uh, do music. So I did my music degree, jazz performance uh, from there, I just uh, just rolled into you know playing, touring, performing, recording, all sorts of stuff uh, as a for a living, and then bounced really in between uh, you know teaching art and playing music and and doing that sort of thing. But a part for or part of that was also then getting a job as a music director at a church, and uh, from there things went to where the role is that I'm doing now. So basically, <laughs> doing art, doing music. When my kids were born, I uh, started doing photography just because I want to take photos of them. And then someone asked me to do a wedding. Someone asked me to do photo shoots for uh, like companies like uh, graphic design companies. So I started doing the Leukemia Foundation uh, promos and, and a whole bunch of other kind of things like creams and ice creams. So from there, it um, just rolled into... Into uh, the church that I was going to needed, uh, you know, a music director. Then uh, it grew a worship pastor, uh, and I, I guess I sort of move in between a whole bunch of things. So uh, it's music. Uh, I do art. Uh, I now do wedding photography and corporate stuff uh, as a part of my work. It's it's kind of like raining down a whole bunch of different things. How did I get involved in the the salvos? When I was at youth group, a friend of mine was uh, going to school with another friend who was a salvo called uh, Rowan Castle. Through Rowan Castle, I – is this five minutes? I'm, I'm no, sort no, of, keep going. Keep going. Through keep Rowan going. Castle. You're, you're, you're going. Uh, he needed a bass player for uh, a friend of his who was graduating from TAFE, and so I then got involved in playing bass for that. Um, and then I asked Rowan if he could help me to get into – uh, understand what jazz was about because I was just about to audition and I didn't know anything about jazz. So he showed me uh, some blues. I got in to, uh, I, I, you know, I, I qualified and got into uni and then did my four years, uh, finished with honours. And ever since I've been playing conferences and doing camps and all sorts of stuff for the Salvos, even though I'm not a Salvo. But, uh, you know. We're glad you're here. Yeah. I'll, you know, I've got some excellent friends, great friends in the Salvos. So cool. Okay, I don't know. There's a lot of that that I didn't know about, for one. No, as, no. And I'm, I would class myself as one of your friends. Yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, I think it's pretty amazing that it's not just – like I, I think we touched on in the Fast Five, like in you picking an art form to use mm. for the rest of your life is a hard decision for you because you're talented at many arts. That's mm. – like that's, that's pretty rare, I would say. Well – no, I always think of it as uh, there's some people who who uh, really focus their attention on an expression, a particular expression or art medium, and they really hone that to uh, to a career, to a to a lifelong expression, uh, developing the skill. Their focus is is continual. I kind of see it as as um, a sponge. You know, you're creative, but whenever the the pressure or the squeeze 
comes on to you, you just can't help but express through whatever you've got at, at the moment. Mm. So if I'm wrapping my hand around an instrument, then that's the expression. That's where I, I, I'll, I'll play and, and do music. Or if it's uh, in front of a sketchbook, then I'll, I'll draw. If it's um, doing animation, if it's drawing or, or teaching or if it's uh, doing photography, it, it doesn't matter what it is. It, it has to come out somehow. And I just mm. have a number of tools that I've surrounded myself with where it comes out at you know that's very cool I love that it's also I think sometimes connected with seasons of life like some seasons is like a this art form and then you go into a new season gain a new skill you know around different people yeah Um, that's right and another art form comes out can I ask something to do with origin story as well yeah that I think gives you a little bit of um I guess recognition in the Salvation Army territory right (laughs) so Terrier oh <clears throat> what did you did for our listeners out there? <laughs> what was your input to Soteria and and what Soteria have done in the past? I think uh, I played bass on on some of those. Um, it, this is kind of embarrassing because that was during a really intense time of uh, of playing music for a living. At the time, I was in I think eleven regular bands, uh, and then I was doing sessions and zipping in and out of of you know the state doing other things i was also what else was i doing i was doing just so much that it actually is a very small memory it wasn't until i think it was one of you guys that that uh played it back to me and it was like was that me playing that there was seriously i have i have so little memory of so many things that i've done uh that that every now and then a recording pops up and i've got i've got my name on it that i didn't realize uh is that the way to the crown of just being talented at many a thing? I, think. Oh, I don't know. Well, Rowan does have a, a saying. Uh, he says that I walk um, behind backwards into other people's dreams. I just find myself doing stuff. Oh, my goodness. I'm just getting emotional because the coffee is Your arrived. coffee's finally we thought, here. We thought the coffee was here, but it wasn't. And now it's here. We had a false alarm coffee. We Sorry, actually seven. have Sorry, it seven. now. Mm. Oh, man. Well, now you've got your coffee. You're awake. You're ready. Yeah, let's start. Shall we jump into the deep end? <laughs> yeah, should we? Should we? Yeah, let's jump into this deep end. Because <laughs> jump into the deep end. I think when me and Shush were talking about this podcast and people to get, mm-hmm. uh, immediately for me, like you, you came up in my mind uh, because I remember sitting with you at a coffee shop once, just effectively just talking all things worship. Mm. Um, now, from what I remember, you had a really, really good take on worship and it was, it spoke to me in that moment and I was kind of recalling this to Shush in some respect, just saying, Hey, we should get Derek cause he's got a take on worship that I guess I hadn't heard or put in place before, I guess, um, I kind of want you to just de- delve into that because I, I guess one of the big reasons for this podcast is to cast vision, is to inspire as well. Mm. So I actually think that this is somewhat – I just kind of want to give you the floor for 10 minutes just to, to go for it because I think you have something to bring to people that are listening. I think you have something to bring to, I guess, generations of people who are growing up in a worship space uh, trying to define what that is. So – how do you feel about that? Yeah, do, good. Do you kind of want to dive in and just... Yeah, yeah. Because I think you've got something good to say in that space, so... Um, 
It actually started when I, I got my first uh, worship director role and I was looking at the problem of of just being a musician, going to church and playing. It was, you know, straight off the, the back end of doing the degree and I was just, uh, you know, knee deep in, in doing a lot of music stuff. And I didn't want to have this concept that while I'm in church, I'm just doing another gig. Yeah, I didn't want to have that disassociation with the music or... Or worse still, treat it like I was in and out without any connection for why I'm there. And uh, being in charge, I knew that if I if I was overseeing this and I was going to lead the other musicians and singers to a, a place of understanding and, and lifestyle, I needed to uh, have that concept of why I'm there as well. So uh, I prayed about it, really uh, sought God. And I had a, a picture, a, kind of like a vision, uh, and it's... If you can kind of, uh, you know, imagine this, uh, a door frame in the middle of a, a grassed field, you know, like the the old windows um, screen that they used yeah. to have? Yeah, yeah. It was just that kind of real yeah, green. Yeah. Just imagine a door mm-hmm. frame just sitting in the middle of nowhere. And I, I pictured uh, all of us, our, our church and uh, the congregation, the musicians, all lining up to enter through the door to get into the field. But the concept was is that they were already in the field. Do you know what I mean? And I had this picture that, mm. that the doorway is the construct that we put in place for worship. In order to enter into the field, which is worship, uh, that people feel they have to construct something to knock on the door and walk through it without actually mm. understanding that they are already in it, that our, our life, our uh, awareness of God is, is continual. It's, it's, um, we are placed uh, you know, in His presence, and that we are always surrounded by by Him. Th- particularly, you know, if you're a Christian, right, that uh, you're in His presence. And so, I didn't want to construct something where people enter into worship. I wanted to bring an awareness that you are a worshiper, and that your environment uh, isn't based, or your your understanding of worship isn't based on a, a construction that we create, whether it's music or something else. And so I, um, I thought, okay, well, how can I practically put this into some kind of, um, uh, you know, way of, of explaining or way of living or, or some sort of mode of thought? And I came up with, with a, an order of relationships that if we can prioritize three relationships in a, in a specific order and then I can hinge on that some very practical uh, how-tos, then I could then realign people's thoughts to being a worshipper rather than being a musician. Uh, and that is, first of all, understanding that the first and primary relationship that we have is with God, our Creator. And so if I could orient everyone's understanding that we're doing this, regardless of whether our hands are on an instrument or not, that our relationship, the primary relationship is with God first. Now, that, that that's scriptural, right? That's not it's not some sort of surprise. It's not like oh my goodness, that's revolutionary. Never thought of that. Yeah, hot take. What? But <laughs> I realised through um, the three relationships that there is a specific order, and that they happen with everyone. But sometimes they jumble it up. So creator first. The second relationship is community, the people mm. that we're surrounded by. If you have the uh, the the understanding that God is your primary relationship, then the outworking of that relationship is with others. And so mm. you then interact and how you express your relationship, your love for God, is then how, of course, you love others. 
And the finally one, the final one is um, craft. That is the things that we use, what we put our hand to, what we think about. They are the expression of uh, our love for God, and also the the tools that we use to um, serve and and love each other. So music, in this case, for being a music team, was the way that we express our love for God and the way we serve each other. And so creator, community, craft were the three ordered relationships that I started uh, talking about into my teams. If you get them mixed up, you get all of the different kind of problems that you find in in church or, or not even in church, just the general heartbeat of people living their lives. That is, if I was to put community first, uh, community, craft, creative, for example, as soon as you put community first, you're putting other people first. You're a man pleaser. That is, you're seeking the approval of others or you're racing yourself uh, against others as well. You're always feeling you're mm. condemned or you're judging. And as a result, then you start putting your own um, uh, what do you call it? Your own agenda in place, and you start working towards that. If it's community craft, you then judge people by what they do, uh, or mm. you judge yourself in comparison by what you cannot do. Um, if you're community first and then creator, you're you're playing law. So well, then what you're doing is you're saying, uh, "I need you to be pleased, or I need to please you," and God is. Uh, my second relationship, you start thinking about um, what should be and what shouldn't be and, and so on. And it just starts becoming a, a jumbled mess. Um, if you do craft first, your uh, idolatry, you're worshipping the the element, the expression, the mode. Uh, and it, it just, you know, it gets it gets horribly mixed, mixed up. And I found out when I was doing music for a living that uh, craft was the important thing. I got my work based on my ability so uh, I was busy, which was you know very thankful for. But the second thing that was measured was my community. People wanted to play with me um, if I didn't treat them like a jerk, you know. So be a good musician, treat people nicely. And the third thing, I found that people didn't worry about what you believed in. I was a safe Christian, you know. I could be in an environment where uh, I had agnostics or. Uh, people who would cut down the church or had bad experiences. But if I played well, didn't treat them like a jerk, I could be a Christian and talk about God uh, acceptably because I was already approved. Mm. But in a church setting, that um, that doesn't cut it. That's where we start getting people wanting to fight for their agenda or feeling paranoid or judging or, or being law-oriented. As soon as you put cry, uh, sorry, creator first, you're setting the agenda from a, from a God perspective, then the way you treat others will always be in light of your relationship with God mm. and your craft is an expression and also a service tool to, uh, to love others. It's, mm. it's Matthew, was it 23? Matthew 28. Matthew, love God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength yeah. and love others yeah. as yourself. Um, I took it further, the, the idea of, of letting people in, and this was how I ordered my life. Uh, so even playing professionally, it was creative first, community, craft. Uh, and I found that my relationships with others got better, my ability hmm. increased. As long as I put God first, everything else you know, got better. Yeah. But the culture is what I've been working on more lately. So again, trying to, to vocalize and then encourage others to what does it look like on a 
on a, a deeper level. Um, I gave out small cards to our, our team. I wish I had one here. I didn't bring one. Did I ever give you guys one? No. I don't think so. On the front side, it, it actually breaks down create a community craft into three elements. Number one, that our heart is our primary instrument. So as long as, you know, you could be a bass player, which is, of course, the uh, what everyone attains to. But <laughs> That's <laughs> the top tier. Oh, absolutely. The and then, then looking way, yeah, way down. Playing one note way at a time is really it's, hard, Derek. That's right. And then, um, oh, I was going to say timbre. Then flute could be down there as well. But anyway, then what you've got, if your heart is the primary instrument, then you're working on your creator, your your God relationship always. It's um, it's what is flowing from within you that is the, the, the real meat and core. Do you know what I mean? You're a worshipper mm. first. And that's when you're ironing, when you're driving, when you're playing music or whatever. It doesn't matter what it is. It's the heart, the attitude of why. Um, mm. So training your heart, reading the Bible, praying, fasting, uh, spiritual disciplines is the way that you tune your heart as your instrument. And it's all for God. It's all to glorify yeah. him, to make him bigger, magnify him, make him bigger in the eyes of others. The second thing is that um, I started abolishing the word team uh, and replaced it with tribe. A team mm. is a rostered member. That is, they have a part-time mentality. I'm on the team today, but I'm not rostered tomorrow. And therefore their contribution isn't necessary or they don't feel they need to contribute if they're not on a time frame, but a tribe is people who are working together to be what is necessary and needed for the community at all hmm. times. So a tribe is you can have someone who um, is constantly in your community environment and they see someone in need, they become the prayer warrior or they become the encourager or they become someone that is necessary at that time. And it's not when they're rostered on, it's it's always. Um, so a tribe is is a, a necessary component that keeps the culture flowing. You know, it's 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 a full time thing. Uh, you will do anyone, or do anything for the people that uh, are in your tribe, but you'll do anything within reason for the people on your team while you're there. It's a uh, tribe first, and the last thing, craft. I love that. By is, the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tribe is, is, is growth. Uh, it's not about excellence or skill. So craft is, okay, we want people to be excellent musicians, but who qualifies that? And what does it look like? You know, if I was to say to my music team, this is what excellent to me looks like, and I'm basing it from my experience of doing a, a four-year music degree, having played all over the place, uh, you know, the newest team member is going to be crushed thinking that they're not qualified and they're going to value uh, themselves based on my expectation. But if I can tweak that and not say, no, excellence isn't our goal, growth is our goal. If you're taking a step towards learning and to um, get, uh, you know, increase your knowledge and increase your ability, that's what I'm encouraging. That's what I want to see happen. Uh, I was talking to one of the campus pastors yesterday and I said, look, if you want to, you want a guitarist in your team, choose someone who has a good heart, uh, who, who, you know, loves people and then teach them three chords on the guitar and then say, great, next week we want you to play. And I said, look, encourage them just to play the uh, the three chords he knows or she knows and miss out on all the other ones. We'll get there eventually, but at least just play those ones. 
If you have a good heart, you're going to lead people to an awareness of God. If you have mm. good tribal um, understanding, you're going to love others and that's going to flow through whatever you do. The craft, uh, honestly, you can teach any monkey how to play a guitar. They have to be... Uh, Settle down. <laughs> you can... To me, it's a skill. It's a learned skill. Some people accelerate that quickly and some people take a long time to get there. But, but I want people mm. with heart. I want people with a tribal mentality. I can mm. teach them how to play. So, you know, growth, as long as they're growing. And you know growth isn't consistent. You know, you'll, you'll learn something one week and then you'll flatline for a week. Then all of a sudden, you know, you explode with a whole bunch of knowledge. And then, But the thing is that if you've if you're always got the mentality that I'm growing towards something, you'll always learn. You'll always mm. um, continue to, to accelerate. But the thing is, it's contextual. Because a tribe will do all the things they need to when they understand that it's their heart for God that's the motivator. When mm. uh, someone is learning their instrument and they're, they're seeing it as this is an expression of thankfulness, of praise to God, and I can use this to um, bless someone else, to, to increase in someone else, to be the strength in someone else's weakness within a, within a tribal or in a, in a band, uh, that's going to help and encourage others as well. It motivates people to grow further as well because it's beyond themselves. You don't do it just for yourself. You do it because it's an expression of the other two relationships. Mm. Um, I think what uh, if, you're, if you want to dig a little deeper, Colossians 3, for me, it really outlines this extremely well. Um, Paul starts, first of all, with you know, setting your minds on, on Christ, what is above. And then he, uh, you know, really establishes God first. And then he goes through the relationship with others. How is that expressed? And he finishes finally, whatever you do, word and deed, you know, do it for the glory of God. Really establishes the craft as well, that it's everything mm. and anything. Mm. So that's that's what I've, I've been working on uh, with Whew. developing and working on culture for uh, my teams. Uh, and it's not, it's not easy because you have to also live it yourself. And that's always the constant uh, battle. But. I'm growing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Growth is so goal. It's, so it's safe to say you've thought about it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I love that. Oh, my goodness. This is the first time I've heard it. I know, Danny, you've heard but I this is the first time I've heard it, and it just resonates with me so much. And I think I've had kind of similar thoughts over the years, but that articulates it so well. And I think um, – probably two things stood out to me so much is that field image of like, we're already worshippers, but we feel like we need to put this construct around. I'm like, I love that. And also the priority of like, when God isn't first, then it, it all gets mixed up. But when you seek first the kingdom, mm. it all flows from that. Um, and I think that's really good. And we need to keep working to make sure that's number one, because we as humans so easily get distracted and can let it slip. But when that's number one, then everything is an overflow of that love, of that relationship. It all flows from there. Oh, I love it. Cool. I love I love the application outside of church, like like as in it's just the same everywhere. You're talking yeah. about as a professional musician, having your ducks in order, I'll say, you know, having the right order. Yeah. Like actually makes more of an impact in those spaces too, which of course it does. Like, yeah. it, like – Everything you're saying, I'm sitting here going, of course, 
Like, <laughs> but why haven't I thought of articulating it like that? It's exactly what Shush was saying. I, and I love the practical application in every single area of your life. Like, mm. this isn't just mm. this isn't just when you come on Sunday for worship team. This is like this yeah. is every day. Yeah, this that's is right. Everything you do. Yeah, the the Sunday is is one part of the expression of a, a worshiping heart. It's uh, mm. it's that opportunity where it, it's a continual flow from what was happening and what will happen afterwards. So yeah, it's yeah. also I will so comment. Good. I love the tribe versus team yes, thing too. Yes, I was going to really comment on that it. too. I really liked it because yeah, when you're saying like you know you're part of a team this week and then the next week you're kind of not. Like I immediately thought yeah, like it's like. It's like in sport, mm. like you make the team one week, you might be dropped the next. Like you, you're not a part of it all the time. Like and mm. again, that's the the essence of that is basically speaking to the body of Christ, right? Mm. Like you're saying, 100%. Like everyone's bringing their own their own part. Yeah. And we're I, brothers I just, and sisters in Christ, right? Yeah, exactly. Tribe. It's yeah. No, yeah. I. Oh yeah, I think that was amazing. I'm blown away by it, to be honest. Even though I've heard most of it before, I hadn't heard the team tribe thing. Ah, cool. Yeah. Well, I have a card. Like I said, I, I gave to all of our campus uh, team uh, team. I just said the word tribes. <laughs> <laughs> but something on on the flip side, uh, it's who I'm in praying for. It's something that uh, that we we're active on as well. That is, uh, I wish I brought it. I have a blank, and I just write a name of a. Um, uh, you know, a, a creative arts member on there, uh, and then we shuffle them up and give them all out. And there's, I'm actively praying for this person to, um, and there's three as well. One is to, ah, oh, that's why I write things down, to pray and to encourage them, to cheerlead them, and to um, to something else as well. One is that you're praying you know, in your, your prayer time privately. Another one is where you brag about them to someone else. And then the last one is you mm. encourage them directly. Um, so Ooh. I love that. The brag to someone else. I love else, that. I really like. Yeah. So the idea yeah. is that every, uh, every turnover, every term, this year has been a bit difficult meeting together, but generally uh, I redo the cards and give them out and then they get a, a new person to pray for. And again, they're praying for them in private. Uh, they seek someone else out to talk them up to brag about them and say how much they love to what that person's been contributing. And finally, they got to have that direct connection where they say, I loved how you and what you did. And, uh, you know, and they vocalize it to the person directly. Mm. So praying for others is important. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That culture. So coming from like a worship perspective, right? Like if you're mm. leading a team, like you're laying down absolute gems for culture building. Like that is, yeah. yeah. Like I, I think we always like speaking life to people is such a thing, right? Like, mm. mm-hmm. but the, the essence of speaking life about someone to someone else, yeah, that blows my mind a little bit. I think if, like, have you seen fruit of that? How long, like, have you oh, seen a yeah. lot of, like, can you give an awesome example of well, some fruit you've seen of that? Because there has to be. Well, it goes a bit, well, there's a bit more uh, still. but <laughs> Of course there is. But wait, there's more. <laughs> well, no, some of the things that uh, I remember when I first started doing stuff in church, there was always the complaint of people coming late. Uh, there was people who, you know, didn't clean up their mess after them, after themselves or didn't put leads and stuff away. So what that did is it eliminated most of that without anyone having to say anything because the heart was to uh, 
you know, to keep the place tidy, to to uh, you know, be on the ball, to practice. All of these things are a byproduct of having a heart for wanting to glorify God. But then I took it another step further again. When we meet together, uh, we do a devotion first. Every practice is is a, a devotion. Uh, and I normally roster on someone from the team who you know could be any of the musicians, so they start feeling the weight of why they're there and they present uh, a small devotion to the team. But the first thing is to establish God first and why we're mm. here. The second thing is I ask the song leader always to present the vision for why they chose the songs. So they Ooh, yes. um, talk about why they chose them. Sometimes it's as much as they just flowed or this is where I was going. Uh, often, though, it's connected to scripture and they mm-hmm. justify the song choices. And then, of course, you've got uh, the third thing where we, we pray before we play. The... Um, idea of eliminating the I don't like this song, why am I playing this song, the idea of why am I here, why is this taking so long, you know, all of those sort of musician type bugbears that happen when you're doing stuff, when you're disassociated from why you're doing something, eliminate uh, gets eliminated too. So we don't get the complaints of uh, I don't like this song because they already know why the song's there, why we're playing it. Yeah. Uh, mm. And they're also all together, community-wise, they're all working together to uh, to realise the vision for what the song leader chose the songs for. Personal preference is just taken out of the room. Yeah, well, there's, it's no, you know, you know, it's all about then how do I make this a reality? How do I make this vision a reality? How do I make... So musicians are stepping forward, contributing more to uh, making, you know, something beautiful for God. Uh, and they've got context. I love the way this takes this kind of conceptual and like all this kind of visionary stuff, but also meets it really with this practical hand as well. Like it's not all just like seek God first and, you know, community and craft, which is great and important. But then we have like this real life application of being like, and here's how you do it, you know, or like some examples of that. I love that. It's hand in hand. It's good. It's good. Faith and works. Both. And you touched on like the spiritual disciplines as well. Like, mm, yeah. yeah. Like, I feel like maybe sometimes that's not forgotten about, just maybe not spoken about. In Like, it'd yeah. be easy for you to come in here and say, I had this vision. It was this field, it looked like Windows 95. <laughs> and then that's it, right? But yeah. you've actually been able to articulate it in a way that people can practically put it into place. And that's yeah. ridiculously good. Gold. Yeah. And well, then what happens too? It's just a byproduct. You think, well, I want to be a better musician. <clears throat> so uh, you're thinking, and it starts heading towards, well, maybe I need to pray, read my Bible, focus my attention on God more, so that they will be elevated. And it happens. You get greater clarity, greater patience, greater pers- perseverance to do all of these things because your focus is uh, is on is on God, not on the the element you're trying to increase. Yes. <laughs> yeah, if Shush clicks, that's a good thing. I'm clicking. I'm clicking. She's, she's excited. <laughs> All right. We should probably wrap this podcast up. We but should. Before we do, we want to spend some time just honoring you, Derek. Like, I have loved hearing from you today and everything you've shared. So, thank you, number one, for that. Uh, but I want to thank you for your heart for Jesus. It is clear the love you have for him and uh, the way you have received his love and grace and salvation. I want to honor you for the way that you follow him with a passion uh, every day and the way that you lead others to do that as well. The way you've um, 
open to his voice, hearing his voice and visions for you and everything and the way you share that with others. It has been a real blessing to me today and I'm sure it has been a blessing to others and will be blessings to people in the future as they listen to this podcast and everything else. So yeah, it's good. I want to bless you in Jesus' name and yeah, it's good. Thank you. Dan? Cool. Yeah, I... I guess, like, we have a friendship anyway, but, um, like, it's inspirational to hear you speak. Like, yeah. I, and, like, there's no doubt in my mind that that's God speaking through you. So it's not that you've just come up with an idea and it's you're not practising it. Like, it's obvious that that's the root of who you are. And, mm. I yeah, I, I completely honour that. I think that's amazing. Authenticity is there, like... Yeah. And that's the thing I care about most is authentic leadership and that is what you're doing. I Thanks, I think yeah. it's amazing. So it definitely inspired me from a like a worship arts perspective more than yeah. more than yeah. anything has in a while. It was great. So good. thank you. Well, thanks Look, for having me. Should too. we all just hug now? I feel like we all need to like <laughs> we can't cuz Shush is on Zoom. Yeah. Um I'm on Zoom. Yeah. Oh, do you know what? Would you ever come on this again? Yeah, for sure. I, Absolutely. We could, we'll dive in at some point in the near future, but that that was amazing. Thank right. you so much for that. Yeah, thank you. Um, have you got Woo-hoo. anything else to add, Shush? Nah. I reckon um, we're good. I think we're good. No, thank you very Thanks, much. Thanks, team. Done. We'll see you later. See you soon. <laughs> see you later. Very good. And behold, very good. it was very good. It was very good. It was very good. It was very good. And behold.